Good evening, and welcome once again to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I am super excited once again to have you with me in the virtual space and in the audio spaces for the Lotus Flower Podcast. We all know that this weekend we are celebrating Independence Day better known as the 4th of July, for those of you that are listening in other countries. We're celebrating Independence Day on Tuesday, July 4th. We are so excited once again to be able to begin the month of July with another special guest for the Lotus Flower Podcast. You know that you all joined us all the month of June as we celebrated fathers, especially African-American fathers, African-American men, leaders, mentors, entrepreneurs, and the episodes were actually in the honor of my late husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr. And so we are so excited to be to be able to come back once again to start off the month of July with a very special guest on the Lotus Flower Podcast. My cousin, Miss Monica Sanders, introduced me to this wonderful young lady that's on the podcast this evening. She said that they worked together in Florida and she was so impressed with her work and so impressed with her personality, with her character, work ethic, and just who she was as a professional. She said, you've got to reach out to her and see if she may want to come on the podcast because you all have something in common. You both are mental health clinicians, both master's level mental health clinicians. And she said she happens to live right there in Raleigh in the same city that you have transplanted to from Michigan. So I said, I've got to reach out to her. And I did. And when I did, I was just as impressed as my cousin Monica has been with my guest. My special guest this evening is none other than Ms. Anisha Reed, MSWLCSWA. She is she is a licensed clinical social work associate, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author and publisher, podcaster and energy healer currently resides in North Carolina with her two children. She earned a bachelor's degree in social work from Saw University and a master's degree in social work from Barry University. Ms. Reed enjoys working with individuals at every stage of life. She strands behind every individual as they identify and work through turning over the perception of inferiority, brokenness, self-doubt, and mistrust. Ms. Reed enjoys assisting individuals with self-growth and learning techniques to continue through life adversities. She believes in the power of self. Ms. Reed says that what we need can be found within us. All that we need can be found within us. She assists her clients in rediscovering their inner power and showing up as their authentic self. 
unapologetically. Ms. Reed believes that your mind, body, and soul are properly aligned when you are healthy, well, and healed inside. Then what's inside begins to show up on the outside. Be sure to reach out to Ms. Reed on her website, and through her YouTube and through her podcast channel, as well as through her email. I will include these links at the bottom of the podcast description. Now, as a therapist, she creates a safe and non-judgmental space. Ms. Reed has experience in cognitive behavioral therapy, person-centered planning therapy, and family-centered approach therapy. She stands in the fight with her clients as they gain strength and getting back up and starting life again. Reach out once again to Ms. Reed and be sure to watch, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Once again, I am super excited to welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast, my special guest, none other than Aisha Reed, MSWLSCWA, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author, and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer, the Lotus Flower Podcast. Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast, Ms. Reed. Good afternoon. Yes, yes. Good, afternoon. good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. And I'm so happy that you said yes when I reach out to you. Yes. To be a part of this. Yes. And as I read over your bio, you've done so many things with your life and over the span of your career. Can you tell us why did you choose the field of social work? I chose social work because I always wanted to be in a position to give back um, the things that were given to me. So I felt like when it comes to social work, it doesn't matter what you do. You're always giving back. So it was my passion. And to be able to actually work in your passion um, was an absolute blessing. And I just continue to do so, continue to grow, and just branched off in different avenues. Yes. And when you say the things that were given to you, you wanted to get back to those those things. What are some of the things that, that were given to you that you felt like you wanted to give back to others? So when I was, I want to say when I was a child, um, I pretty much had a, a rough childhood. And then during those times of in my childhood, I actually had a social worker myself. And my social worker, even though she did not know at the time, um, she actually was my person. So for me, she was like the consistent person who checked on me and who showed up for me. And for me, in those times, that was a big thing. So I began 
to seek out social work. And uh, my first jobs were working with at-risk youth, working with youth who needed that um, extra support, that extra attention, that extra, that oomph is in, you got this and you will be okay. That's excellent. So you took what was given to you and you poured back into others. Yes. Yes, that is such such a blessing, such a blessing. And thank the Lord for that social worker, which you said was your person. And when you say your person, tell me what you mean by your person. So what I mean by your person when it comes to um, her, I would say that even though, you know, they have to, you know, we have to go to the home and we have to ensure that safety is um, implemented, I felt like regardless of my pushback that I gave her, the times where I didn't even want to leave her <laughs> because I didn't want to answer all her questions, she still showed up for me re regardless of, you know, how I was, my attitude at the time, me being a rebellious child. So yes. her, her showing up despite how I was and despite everything else, she was there. That's good. Now, how do you actually do that for your clients? How do you become their person? So for me, um, because it is a passion, I don't really look at it as a job. I look at it as it's my passion to be able to walk with you through your journey, to be able to identify, you know, what is the root cause of situations and be able to stand behind you as you process and, and you go through it because healing and peeling back layers that you suppress is not a comfortable thing. And it's also not an easy thing either, but for them to be able to know that I am there and that I can support them. And a lot of times in your journey, you feel alone, but you're not really alone. There, there is somebody that's always rooting for you, whether you can see or hear them or not, they're there. Yes. And that person is you in the lives of so many people now that you work with as a clinical therapist. Yes. And can, yes. And thank you for that. What's the age group that you work with? Um, I work with um, children, adolescents, adults. I work with all Okay. Do you have a favorite population that you prefer over the over another or all of them? Well, you know, I'm not gonna just say, but you know, we all have our <laughs> but no, not really. Um honestly I enjoy working with working with everybody wherever they are at. Um I feel like I can understand because, you know, I once was a child, so I can understand this. Um I was, was a teenager, so I can understand this. And being through a lot of things in life, even with adults, I can understand, you know, where they are. And I'm able to show up and be there, but also, you know, hold their hand as they go through, you know, their process of rediscovery and healing and being able to show up for themselves. Yes, ma'am. Now, now, how would you um, actually work with someone that's resistant? That, that is, have that chip on their shoulder and they say, I don't need this. This is not for me. How do you work with them and actually get them to actually work with you? So I would say it depends on the setting. I will always try. But um, when it comes to healing, like you can't really force it. But I also I will always try to, you know, show up. I will always try to be supportive. My thing is when I have a client that's like that, 
I always let them know that regardless of how little or how much they give, um, I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to be right here. And when you're ready, like, I'm here. But I also would try my best to connect with them on different things that they like. I may ask a bunch of questions about self, you know, discovery or just to be able to find out what they like, what they don't like, and try to connect with them on a different level than it always have to be like on a trauma sense. That's good. That's great. Because we know so many people are, are dealing with trauma from their childhood. We know as clinicians, it starts from childhood, that seed. And it goes all throughout our adult life. And those things that happen in childhood, if they're not dealt with, they're going to actually color our entire lives. Is that is that correct? Correct. It is. Um, yes. Our childhood is our first form of relationships. So this is how we learn how to bond with others. Um, and a lot of us, even if we don't want to, we mimic our childhoods without even realizing because it becomes a norm. That's right. That is so true. That's a good nugget. So if someone is listening and watching, to be able to take that upon themselves and realize that you got to reach out and get the help. We go around that same tree over and over and over again, just around that same tree. And we wonder why are we stuck here? Here I am, 59, 79, 99 on the continuum. And I'm still dealing with the same issue. It's because it's actually rooted in something that happened in childhood that we need to go back and explore and get the help. And for people that look like us, black and brown people, oftentimes we shy away from therapy. We think that it means we're crazy, but it doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're healthy and that you want to be whole. And so I'm encouraging you, and I'm sure Ms. Reed would encourage you to reach out and get the help. Yes. And I want to commend you once again on your years of working with people that are courageous enough to get the help that they need. Now, when I spoke with you, I said you had so many going on, wonderful things that are happening um, in your professional life as a mental health therapist, as self-love coach, an author and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer. Now, I am definitely aware, familiar with most of the titles here, but I'm not familiar with what an energy healer is. So can you tell us mm -hmm. what is an energy healer? So it's um, it's a Reiki practitioner, um, one and two. <clears throat> so what I do is um, I have a client fill out a form and they just let me know, you know, basic things that are going on in their life. Um, then they consent. And as long as they agree, um, I do distance with on a computer. And it's kind of like realigning your chakras, being able to know um, which chakra is off. Um, I can I can sense it through um, levels of temperature. For me, um, I'm able to tell by the sensation in my hands. Mm -hmm. So would they have to be present with you to do this, or would it have to be? Oh, can it be virtual? It can be virtual. Um, I do ask them, like, normally they turn their computer off so I can, you know, focus, I can concentrate, I can pray. And then I'm able to 
let them know at the end, like, this is what I gathered. This is something, you know, like you can do. Um, these are things that you can work through. Maybe sometimes you are suppressing things and you don't really understand or know why you're suppressing them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what we suppress in our minds show up in our body. Yes. So like if, if we're suppressing a lot, then we may have headaches or, mm -hmm. you know, we may have back aches and we're not understanding like why we are in pain. But for me, I'm able to to channel that for you. And then we're able to to work through that. But I also will work through it with my coaching unless somebody only wanted just the actual. Then I can let them know this could be the areas that, you know, you can work on. That's that is excellent. And it's called and you say that you say Reiki, Reiki who can you pronounce? Reiki practitioner. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to have a special uh, training for that, a certification yes. for that? Yes. Well? So, um, mm -hmm. it is a certification process you have to go through. Um, mm -hmm. it pretty much it's like a it's an all day thing. So, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. You work with a master level, and they walk you through everything. Also, it's reading materials. It's like a course class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And um, when working with with uh, your clientele. How do you get your uh, re referrals uh, for people that might want to reach out if there are people in the Triangle area that are listening or watching and they may want to seek out a therapist that offers something like you said, because some therapy places don't offer a variety of different uh, clinical uh, packages? So for me, um, my social media is I am Anisha Reed on Instagram and on Instagram, people can send me a message. I also have a link for my email. It's aligned with Nisha um, at Gmail. They can also email me and we can set up a, a consultation. I call it a discovery call where, you know, I figure out your basic, you know, your needs that you're needing and just work with you through. This is what I offer. This is what I do. And how some things are separate, but I offer them all. And what forms of payment do you accept? So I would say PayPal. Okay. Right at the moment. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. And then also, I read that you are an author and a mm -hmm. publisher. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about those things. So currently, I have um, Anxiety and Depression workbook um, on Amazon. I also have a Self Discovery workbook on Amazon. I also have one for men that's on Amazon. And I also have my own publishing company called Let the Ink Speak Publishing LLC. They're based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's just, at the moment, it's me and my editor. And what we do is, you know, we have a consultation. Everybody's on, has a story to tell, but we figure out your voice and what you want to be put out there. And we work with you um, as to be able to publish you know, what you want the world to know. And it don't always have to be, you know, trauma. It can be, um, it can be anything really that you want to share with other people because a lot of things can be learning tools as well. That's excellent. That can be reframed into a learning tool. So if I had um, a life where I experienced, um, I maybe, and I have not experienced this, but for example, if I had a life where I experienced a lot of trauma, and uh, trauma as a kid growing up. And I was not able to get beyond that. Every time I got into a relationship, you know, it could even be a work relationship. 
I would start off having a wonderful relationship with my employer and my coworkers and all. And then maybe two weeks in, I would create something that would make things chaotic, that would make things full of friction and make things tense, even though the environment probably was conducive mm-hmm. to being positive. But I show up with my stuff that's laying dormant and it gets triggered. And then my whole atmosphere turns just turns very negative and I blame it on others, but it's actually me because it's the, that trauma from my childhood. So mm-hmm. are you saying that you're able to take that after listening to a person's story, maybe point them to what that is that's mm-hmm. causing that friction to reoccur in every area of their life, the showing up at church. I'm singing in the, on the choir. I can't even be on the choir because I get in there and I just make a mess of things. I'm fighting with the director. I'm cussing folks out in the church house and all of that. So you saying that that somebody who's listening or watching, you might be able to help them deal with that, the slaying doormat. Yes, a lot of people have misplaced anger and they think Mm -hmm. they are upset with certain things, but it's really something else that they are not, um, have either they're not healed from or they're trying to suppress and a lot of times we project the anger out on people that are closest to us because they are the most present people. That's but right. in reality, um, we may be angry about something that happened that we never told anybody about or That's something right. that we have not fully been able to, you know, process ourselves or understand ourselves. So we lash out at other people. So most definitely, like I'm able to pay attention and I'm able to, to listen and I'm very like in tune, like when my clients do talk, I want them to know that um, they are being heard because a lot of people mm-hmm. feel like they can talk, but people aren't listening, but I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And That's going, good. Yeah. That's good. And I can sense that about you, that you are, you'll be right there, as you said in your bio, walking right along with them, listening in the trenches, understanding, lived experience as well as professional experience. That and culturally relevant experience. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And uh, now tell us a little bit more about your self love coaching business, which is the title of our episode, mm-hmm. Self Love. Well, for me, um, I had my own struggles with self love. So I got into the idea, I pondered on the idea for like a year. Um, I'm not impulsive, so I actually okay. take my time, I think about things. <laughs> And I decided that I see a lot of, you know, lack in self-love when it comes to individuality. And I also saw it a lot within myself. And I was able to discover a lot of things about myself, you know, through Mm self-love and being able to change things like in a positive way um, Mm -hmm. to be like my authentic self and being okay with being that person. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And then how did that become an actual uh, business for you? Knowing that you discovered all of that, how did it, you actually birth that into an actual business endeavor? So um, I ended up finding a program called um, The Self-Love Lifestyle. I followed it for probably like six months um, just to make sure they didn't align with um, myself, like my values and mm-hmm. and make sure that it was okay for me. And so I decided to join 
So in doing the process, you know, I learned a lot. And then at the end, you know, I'm certified. And then being mm -hmm. certified, I being I was able to implement some of my work, um, even working with any client, actually, like not just in coaching, to be able to pull that self-love out of them, which is not easy, knowing, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, we just were never taught, you know, self-love. Mm -hmm. not No, it isn't easy. And as I was reading on your um, on your LinkedIn profile, I was so impressed by your uh, what you said that you were going to be doing for the month of July, that you're going to be, if you can tell us a bit about it, for the month of July, you're going to be doing something centered around self-love. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that and what the title was? I don't want to give it away. I want you to share it with <laughs> yourself. Okay. So for the month of July, um, I had a challenge where I wanted people to write a love letter to themselves every day for the month of July. And I wanted them to remind themselves of who they are and what they are. I wanted them to apologize for how they felt like they had mistreated themselves along the way. Um, apologize for the negative self-talk that they have given themselves. Mm -hmm. And how they're going to continue to show up for their self moving forward from the day that they choose to write the letter. But also being able to write how you're going to show yourself, you know, love and respect and loyalty. But remember who you were before the pain, okay. whether it's a him or her, like mm -hmm. go get that person. Because, you know, yes. we, we all been through things in life that keeps us stuck sometimes mm -hmm. in moving forward. But we can go back and get that person before then and walk them through walk them through this. And when you start pouring into yourself every day, you will see the changes. Oh, I love that, Anisha. I just love it. To go back and get that person. Mm -hmm. So if myself was back there, was hurt, broken, misused, rejected, abused, all that, my little self is still back there. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to go back and get that person and bring them back up mm -hmm. to where I am. To make myself whole. Yes. I oh, I just love that. I can. I'm a visual person. I can mm -hmm. let's see that happening, mm -hmm. and all. And that's now that is true healing. Yes, that is true healing. I could dress up. I could dress it up. Good girl. Mm -hmm. We can dress it up. We can put the nails on. Yes. We can put our mm -hmm. hair on. We can put our weave on. Front lace on. We can. Put yes. Our, we can put our extensions in. Hey, men, you could put your. Calvin Klein shoes on, wear your fine suit, your nice brim hat. You can dress up on the outside, but the inside is what matters. That little boy, you're 60 years old, but that little boy on the inside of you, he's broken still. Mm -hmm. He's crying out. He's afraid. He needs help. He needs to reach back, like Miss Anisha said, mm -hmm. to reach back and get him and bring him up to the present day so you can be whole. That makes so much sense. Yes. I appreciate you sharing that. And as I reached out to you, I said, when we talk about the topic of self-love today in our season of season episode three, and we're on season number 19, uh, the title being self-love, I said, let's talk about five points that we could share with our listening and our, our listening audience and those that are watching and one of the points that you wanted to share with us was understanding the concept of self-love. So why don't you expound a bit on that particular uh, point? 
today, Miss Reed? So self-love is all about having a healthy and fulfilling relationship with yourself. Um, it involves having appreciation and acceptance of who you are, recognizing your worth and your value as a person, being able to prioritize your well-being, your happiness, and learn how to embrace like your whole self, including your strength, your weaknesses, and your imperfections. So for me, um, when I work with my clients, I do a lot of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. So... It begins with accepting yourself for who you are without judgment, without comparison of others, because we live in a society where social media is a big influence. And mm -hmm. because of that, we tend to do a lot of comparison, not knowing what those people had to do to get to where they are. And also mm -hmm. being able to understand that we are only seeing a piece of people that they want us to see. That's and not right. really what goes on, you know, with people. Mm -hmm. But to be able to accept like your strengths um as well as your unique qualities about yourself mm -hmm. and being exactly able, yeah. and being able to what i'm sorry being able to um try not to conform your uniqueness with other people's expectations mm -hmm. i like that so do not conform your own uniqueness mm -hmm. with other people's expectations and when we when we don't allow that to happen then we can fly high there's no limit because it isn't based on what somebody else's perception is of my uniqueness i am not cut the same out of the same cloth as miss reed even though we're both we are both mental health professionals we're both african-american women we share some of the same stories. I, I, if I would talk to her a bit more, I'm sure we could have some very similarities, but that doesn't mean we're the same people and that we are a monolith. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we think that certain people are the same. If I wear my hair this way, and if I speak this way, and if I live over this way, then that means that I'm gonna be the same as someone else from my culture but we are not a monolith. We are unique. We are different. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to be afraid to be unique and to be different. That's where the healing comes in at and the yeah. concept of self-love and understanding yeah. the concept of self-love. Mm -hmm. Now, as we go further and we talk about the importance of self-love for personal growth, let's uh, have you expound a bit on, on that and why is it important? to have self-love for personal growth, Miss Reed? Because it, 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 um, most importantly, like it enhances your self-confidence and your belief in your own abilities. When you will love and accept yourself, you develop a sense of worth and trust within yourself. And this will give you confidence and the confidence will empower you to pursue your goals. And a lot of times we get stuck because we don't want to embrace the challenge, but it allows you to embrace challenges and step outside of your comfort zone. It causes you to be resilient. Um, it acts as a buffer during difficult times. It allows you to bounce back when you have a setback and you get to learn from your failures and you get to maintain a positive outlook on life and pretty much what's happening because we'll get stuck on a mistake and not understanding that when we have mistakes in life, um, we can use those as learning opportunities. We can also you be able to do something again. It gives you the opportunity to do it again, just in a, a do, yes. a do over. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. that's good. 
and there are there are opportunities, like you said, for personal growth when we go through situations that seem so our backs against the wall and we're never going to move forward and get out of that dark spot and all. So I want you to talk to a lady, the lady that's listening here, here on today, a lady that's watching on here today. When you would listen, if they're listening today, will you encourage that lady or even that man that they can grow out of that negative situation? I want you to just, um, we're going to come off script and we're going to just give you okay. a moment to speak to them as if they were sitting right in front of you, Ms. Reed. So when it comes to um, going through things in life and feeling like you have failed um, or that you have made a mistake, but we did not learn unless we made mistakes. Because if right. it never had happened, um, we would not have known what to do or what not to do. So to be able to really give yourself self-forgiveness when it comes to um, situations, which is very important, because you can't forgive other people who have done things to you, but it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. But mm -hmm. when we put ourselves in position to have that self-forgiveness, um, we kind of free the weight of the burden and even the guilty aspects of the situation mm -hmm. um, to be able to grow because it, mistakes do help us grow. And it, like I said, it gives you a do-over to do something different. Even if you choose not to do it, you're still able mm -hmm. to learn something from that situation and you can carry it on. You can sometimes we go through things to teach other people. Mm -hmm. So you can also give it to other people as well and I would say, too, a lot of times we have a hard time when we are faced with things or when we are upset, um, having those positive dialogues with ourselves. We tend to talk very negative and very down and put ourselves in situations um, where we start feeling down or even depressed at times. But if you're able to replace that self-criticism with something positive, and self-encouragement, even positive affirmations, and being able to challenge your negative thoughts and beliefs about yourself with a more supportive inner dialogue. Because if you think about, even think about telling yourself something as simple as, um, I'm stupid. If you tell yourself that, you're going to believe it. And then you're going to start behaving like it. And you're going to start acting like it. But if you flip it and turn it into something positive, you can even an affirmation, like I am smart. And you start telling yourself that and you pour it into yourself until you start believing it and then you keep going. So that's pretty much like what you have to do when you challenge like with a lot of negative thinking and ways to keep growing and, and keep going and keep pushing yourself and embracing your authenticity as a person that encourages you to express your true self where you can't let go of fear of judgment and rejection. Mm -hmm. and being That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, honor yourself. <laughs> That's excellent. And I said, I hear you saying uh, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. How often should a person actually uh, repeat positive affirmations to themselves? I would say that um, it depends on the person. I feel like um, routines, daily routines are, are good to have and give you things to look forward to. Um, whether they're a morning routine or whether they're a night routine, just depends on the person. Um, 
for me, um, affirmations are a daily thing. I make sure that um, I pour into myself every single day. So I feel like if a person needs it, then, you know, if you can give it to yourself and you can fill your own cup, then you are most definitely able to fill someone else's cup. That's excellent. That is just excellent. And I want you to know that I I practice this myself. I get up I get up in the morning with a positive attitude and I say positive things to myself. I love uh, the scripture. So I actually have scriptures that I that I actually repeat on a regular basis. Even if I don't speak them out, I'm thinking them out. That I'm thinking I can do all things to Christ Jesus that strengthens me that greater is he that's within me than anything in the world. You know, I tell myself these things. I tell myself that I'm, that I am not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities Mm -hmm. and wickedness and in these high places that my weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, you know, yet and still. And he gives us the ability to reach out beyond, you know, our, our faith and beyond our, um, you know, the scripture and all, the Lord actually gives us people like you. He gives us other things to do coupled with the scripture to undergird things so that we can be positive. He might even, he's created this beautiful nature. I'm looking out my window here at the hotel I'm in, this beautiful trees out and trails. And the Lord created this for us to get out and enjoy because it helps with our mental health. It helps us to maintain that positivity that I, that you're, you and I are speaking about. Yeah. So you don't have to have like a million dollars in order to be happy and actually produce happiness in your life. It could be something very simple that brings happiness, especially writing out those affirmations and posting them mm-hmm. on your wall. You get up in the morning, right in front of your head, Face, you'll see I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. A big sign right there that you can repeat. Is that correct? I see you shaking yes. your head. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it works. Yes. It works. It works. So what are the benefits of self-love, Miss Monica? I'm sorry, Miss Reed. What are the benefits of self-love? Um one, it enhances your emotional well-being by fostering a positive relationship um, within yourself. And when you love and accept who you are, you experience greater self-esteem, greater self-worth, and self-compassion, which reduces the feeling of anxiety, reduce the feeling of depression, and even self-criticism, including emotional resilience. And to me, when I think about emotional resilience, it's like letting go of the things that we have no control over being able to know like i can control this so i can only do what i can but i can't control this so i need to put this down and also um it helps with your relationship with others um establishing healthier boundaries being able to communicate your needs more effectively um attract even attracting healthier connections by respecting yourself and also the spaces that you create and that they have mutual respect and support. Um, another benefit is it boosts your self-confidence and belief in your abilities related to greater self-assurance for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you said the spaces that we create, expound a bit on how do, how 
does a person actually create a space for themselves? What do you mean by that? And how does that happen? So when I think of creating space, um, for me, peace is the first thing that comes to mind. So the people that we choose to engage with and the things that we choose to do, um, that's all on us. Um, mm -hmm. We have the ability, like if you don't like drama, why would you associate with a bunch of drama? Is being able to eliminate the things that are, that you feel like as a person that are not helping you grow. So you mm -hmm. have to create spaces for yourself that can that can help you grow as a person as an individual it doesn't matter if it's um mental growth physical growth um spiritual growth um emotionally growth uh, i would say i can give an example of creating a space um even though i just talked about you know the drama mm -hmm. so if you are in situations that make you uncomfortable you don't have to be in those situations mm -hmm. You can remove yourself from those situations. You can voice being uncomfortable. And this goes with creating those connections with people that give you mutual respect and mutual understanding. Then they will understand, like, I'm uncomfortable. So she needs her space right now. And that should be okay, especially for people that are supportive of you. That's good. And so if, if someone has been raised in an environment where this was never modeled for them. It was never showed to them how to create their space, how to create a space of peace. Mm -hmm. That my mama, not my mother, however, someone's mother mm -hmm. may have been a substance abuser, may have been a woman that really had a hard time maintaining a job, maintaining relationships, had men in and out of the house all the time. The kids saw this going on. They never saw anyone modeling how to create a space of peace and self-love. And so that very person may show up at your office and say, I can't grasp this. How am I going to do this? You don't know where I came from. You don't understand what I'm going through. This sounds like hocus pocus to me, something like I'll never be able to grasp and apply that happens if someone came at you that way and someone is listening right now right in ecclesiastes chapter nine it tells us there's nothing new under the sun so i believe there's someone listening and or watching that actually is going through this so if that's happening how you how are you going to talk to them miss reed to let them know that no i'm not just talking a bunch of hocus pocus this is real you can come up out of that environment that you're living in right now that's so negative now speak to us on on that it seems difficult but we know that it, it isn't mm -hmm. and it's interesting um <clears throat> that you brought it up because a lot of households <clears throat> whether there's substance abuse or abuse you get used to that type of environment so when we have red flags we are they ignored their red flags because they are used to that type of environment yes so what i would do i would go over what red flags are and also what green flags are so you can understand okay. the dynamics of a healthy environment versus unhealthy environment and also mm -hmm. be able to work through the red flags so you can understand and know like why this is not healthy instead of mm -hmm. just telling you like this is bad 
I can actually process with you why this is not healthy and how this can affect you and how it probably has affected you. And this is the reason why you have overlooked those things. But just to be able to work through um, even understanding healthy relationships, healthy interactions, as well as being able to understand boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's ex- just excellent. So you would point out to that person that was so resistant and all they saw was this negative stuff in front of them. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not minimizing what you're going through. Whomever's yeah. listening or watching, it is so true. It is. But just because it's true, that doesn't mean that is where you got to stay and you got to live. I heard Miss Reed say, and I'm a witness, <laughs> that you get comfortable sometimes living yeah. in chaotic environments. Mm-hmm. But however, Miss Reed said the way she'll help you and that she does help is she identifies a red flag. She identifies a green flag. A red flag is are those negative things that are happening. Those green flags are those healthy things that should be or maybe happening. You just don't recognize. So she's going to help you to identify those things. And then she's going to help you to walk through getting yourself healthy and walk through your process of self-love. Now, that is the type of therapist that I would sign on with if I and I do have a therapist. However, it's related to my grieving process, my husband transitioned seven months ago unexpectedly of stage four lung cancer. So I reached out and got myself a therapist. Yes. Yes. That I see on a weekly basis to help process that. Does it mean that I'm crazy? Does it mean that I'm weak? Does it mean that I cannot control my own life? Because yes, I do a very good job. Yes. Living life. However, there are times in life that we all need some help. And this is one of those times that I have gotten the support that I need. And I'm so grateful. Also, I want you to go into a bit of telling us about how do we develop self-awareness? I talked to you about, and the audience just then, about being aware that I needed someone Mm -hmm. to take me further than I could take myself. And also coupled with my faith Mm -hmm. and my church family and pastor and whatnot. I needed someone to walk me a bit further down my lane of going through the grief process. Self-awareness is what I call it. So how does one develop self-awareness, Miss Reed? Um, I would say a big one is, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to practice mindfulness. Um, and mindfulness is being able to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> oh, you pay crying. attention to the present moment without judgment. Um, reflect on your values and your beliefs and what truly matters to you. Consider what brings you joy, uh, what inspires you, and as well as your core principles in situations. Um, regularly, regular, regularly set aside time for self-reflection. Um, I do journaling. Journaling allows you to, you know, reflect on your experiences, your emotions, um, you can identify your patterns um, as well as your behaviors if you actually go back and read some of your journaling. Um, this allows you to see what drives you, whether that's a positive drive or a negative drive, and then you're able to make the um, the change that's necessary if any change is needed. And you also get to identify and challenge limited beliefs that you have about yourself and being able to conform negative thoughts into 
positive, more positive thinking. And a lot of times this comes from past experiences or society in general, general being able to challenge them by questioning them and their truth. Like is how I feel about myself a fact or am I basing upon my fear and basing upon me overthinking and being able to put it into a positive affirming perspective for myself. And I would say a, a big thing with developing self-awareness would be surround yourself with supportive people, um, have supportive relationships, people who are able to accept you and appreciate you for who you are and encourage your growth, um, having real connections with others that can provide a safe space for you to explore and express your true self. Um, a lot of times we have people in our circle but we don't really feel like that they are true companions. We feel like we can only tell them a little bit at a time and not fully, you know, be honest, but being able to identify different people and put them in different categories, but also being able to have true connections is also a good thing. Said having those true connections mm -hmm. in our lives when you say true, what is the difference between someone that's a true connection and someone that we might think is a true connection, but they really aren't? How am I going to identify that, first of all? I would say you can pay attention to how vulnerable you are with that person. Okay. Um, are you really able to open up and express, like, this is what I'm really feeling, this is what I'm really going through? Or are you going to make it kind of like a surface level situation where every time somebody's like, how are you? You're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing good. But on the inside, you're falling apart. Okay. And you haven't found that person to be able to be like, I'm having a rough time. I'm sad. I'm thinking about this. I have that going on. It's, it's just that person that you're able to go to without looking at them is if I go to them, I'm going to be a burden. Because a lot of people do that too. They feel like I'm going to be a burden, so I'm not going to say anything. But people that support you will never look at you as a burden. They realize yeah. that we all go through life and that we all go through things and that we all need somebody sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's good. And another thing you did point out is you said journaling. You said when we journal, we can actually track the patterns that may be occurring throughout our lives that pointing us into what is going on. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit more about the importance of, of journaling and being able to recognize those patterns that you spoke about. So journaling gives you um, opportunity to have a self-reflection of yourself. Um, a lot of times when you journal, um, you reflect on your actual experience mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a deeper type of connection because you're actually able to be more expressive with yourself because it's just you and your journal. Yes. Okay. So when you actually go back and look at your journal, you're able to see, um, am I having patterns of behavior that, are, that is negative? Am I allowing other patterns of behaviors that are, that are negative? Or am I at a place where I'm actually pouring, you know, like positivity and I'm accepting being positive because we even have a hard time with that sometimes depending on... That's what we have experienced and the things that we've been through. Sometimes we push back positive people and positive things because it's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable. But you'll be able to look back at that and see for yourself. 
um, what you actually have going on. What do I need to change? Um, and it's really not all about changing yourself, but really passing the behavior to make you the most healthiest person that you can be. So you can show up as your best authentic self. That's excellent. That's excellent. I like how you said about that sometimes, even when a positive person might come into our lives, we're so used to those negative people and negative things that sometimes we might repel that person and actually mess that up. Self-defeating behaviors. Yes. But that's where it comes from developing that self-awareness back again with mindfulness and journaling and working with the therapist. Now tell us about the importance once again of embracing self-acceptance mm -hmm. so um really overcoming self-judgment and embracing self-acceptance becoming aware of your inner critic um the voice inside your head that often judges and criticizes you and notice the negative self-talk and the patterns and the self-judgment that arise when you um have thoughts about yourself but understanding that this voice is not your true self and you can work towards detaching that voice from who you truly are. Because a lot of times that voice comes from a past experience and the fears that we have associated with and experiences and things that we have been through. So you can ask yourself if the criticism is based on facts or if they are that's distorted negative beliefs or influences that I have created myself to protect myself from situations. A lot of people don't realize that too, that sometimes we can create negativity, but we're doing it to protect ourselves. So I'm going to be, you know, mucho and mighty, but I'm not really mucho and mighty. I'm really soft on the inside and I'm a teenager, right. but I've been through things and I just want to protect myself. Um, so being able to replace that with more passionate and compassionate for yourself and positive self-talk and also gratitude a lot of times we we overlook gratitude we focus we don't focus on our strengths we don't focus on our accomplishments and positive aspects about ourselves so when you practice gratitude your knowledge and you appreciate like your unique qualities you appreciate your skills the progress you're made and also being able to identify the positives that, that you have in your life that you are overlooking because the negative thoughts override and take over. That's, a, that's amazing how that happens. It is so true. It's so true. Now, give us an example of negative self-talk and an example of a negative judgment that mm -hmm. someone may be listening and or watching that may be doing, but they don't realize that that is, is what they're doing. I would say um, I can use um, women, for example, not all, but some. You can get dressed in the morning, depending on where your mirror is, how your mirror is in your house, you can get dressed in. You may have a hard time like looking in the mirror because you may not like what you see. Or you can look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm fat, instead of embracing the fact that this is who I am right now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I can love me whether I'm a size 10 or whether I'm a size 20. Like, okay. this, this is it, you know? Yes, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes. So look in that mirror and embrace who you see yeah. in the mirror. So what about a negative judgment? What would that look like? I would say judging yourself like in a negative way for people who I would say 
feel like, oh, I can't never do anything right. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at it as I can't never do anything right, you can always look at it as what am I being taught in these moments? What can I learn in these moments? And how can I use what I'm what I have been taught and what I'm learning into a more positive and productive experience for me? Because like we said earlier, if you did not have the experience, you wouldn't know like what to do. So now you know what to do. How can we look at it and do it different? And then you can really think about, well, what is working for me? What if right. I need to change what's not working? You can identify right. what's not working. And we can keep going with what's working and implement different changes to what is. And we can we can keep moving. We don't have to stay stuck. Stay stuck. And a lot of times people stay stuck because they don't feel like that they can come out of situations, but but we can. That's, that's, that is just excellent. But you've got to, first of all, embrace it. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing, I'm embracing it. Now, if you had to um, look back at a time in your life, I like to ask my guests sometimes this question, looking back at a time in their lives when they were at the age of 10, mm-hmm. just coming up, just learning about life, just getting their independence, think, thinking that they know about things, but really don't know anything, still a little kid. Yeah. Yet and still, if you had to say something to that 10-year-old little girl right now that would help her in her life, what might you say to your 10-year-old self right now, Miss Reed? For one, um, my 10-year-old self, I would embrace her. I would hug her. I would kiss her. I would let her know how much I love her. Mm-hmm. And even though up until now life has been rough, it's going to be some more things that you know you go through. But at the end of the day, I got you. Mm-hmm. And no matter if I, you feel like I'm there or not, I will come back and I will get you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, what would that do for that little 10 year old? child your 10 year old self Mm -hmm. if you said those positive things to your 10 year old self what might that do for that 10 year old person at that time to ensure her that she is not alone to ensure her that she is loved to ensure her that she can smile and that she can be happy with what she has Mm -hmm. because it's more great things to come but you just can't see them right now that's good that's excellent and now, if we've sped it all the way up to when you became an 18-year-old and you're grown, well, we're supposed to be grown technically mm-hmm. and all, what would you say to your 18-year-old self? I would tell her um, that the next couple of years <laughs> will maybe a little rougher <laughs> than, <laughs> the, than the years um, previous. But to be able to let her know that, you know, she is an overcomer mm-hmm. and you will overcome many challenges mm-hmm. and, you know, life is going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, you're we're we going to make it through. And as long we just want you to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's excellent. And now if we put it up to today where you are today and whatever age you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're successful, 
African-American woman, you're an author, podcaster, master's level clinician, have earned two degrees, a podcaster, energy healer, self-love coach, analyst, and author, and a publisher, and own your own publishing company, I would say definitely a successful African-American woman. Mm-hmm. What would you say to yourself right now? I'm proud of you. <laughs> Everything you wanted, you went out there, you accomplished. It didn't matter um, the time frame, but you got it done. Most importantly, you learn how to love yourself. Um, you have the gift to pour into others, to be able to connect with others. Mm-hmm and show love which is the greatest gift god can give so <laughs> that's excellent that is just excellent miss reed is there anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience before we close that maybe you hadn't had a chance to share just if anyone wants to reach me they can always um email like we talked about before and align with nisha at gmail.com you can reach out to me on social media. I am Anisha Reed, or my name, just Anisha Reed. You can search me. I will come up somewhere. Um, but it has been an honor and a pleasure speaking with you guys. Yeah. And I appreciate having you here. And also, with myself being a, a published author, I love writing and writing books and, and putting things out for others to really enhance their well-being and now knowing that you have a publishing company and all how would one reach out to you to if they're interested in writing a book and having it published how might they reach out to you and your publishing company miss reed well they actually can email me at let the ink speak publishing at gmail.com um or you can just look up the website let the ink speak um publishing and it has a questionnaire where you want a consultation or you can just if align with Nisha is all you got, that's okay with me. You can reach out to me. Um, or if you follow me on any platforms, you can just let me know. I would be glad to, you know, have a consultation with anybody so they can, you know, be an artist to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And I believe that someone that is listening will listen, that is watching or will watch our definitely going to be changed by what you shared with us from the depths of your heart. Would you mind uh, dismissing us in prayer at this time? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to come together today. I hope we were able to touch somebody in a positive way, um, maybe heal somebody in just simple words. I pray everybody's travel today to be safe, everybody to get where they're going, and for everybody to let not their heart be troubled and find favor upon the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Father, we thank you once again for Miss Anisha coming down today onto the podcast, into the virtual space, into the audio space to share with our listening and or watching audience. We thank you that she is a woman that knows what it means to take life adversities and turn them around, not only for herself and to build her own self up and her family and her generation and her kids and her 
network, but people that she doesn't even know that she's willing to reach out and help. And that shows that she's selfless. That shows that she cares. That shows that she's authentic. I thank you that you have blessed her beyond her own expectations, exceedingly and abundantly above all that she could ever ask or think. You have blessed her. I pray that you would continue to open doors of opportunity for Ms. Reed. Continue to close the doors that do not need to be opened. Help her to walk in her newness in the next that you have for her. Thank you for her authentic self. Thank you that she is unapologetically, Lord God, a powerful African-American professional woman. Now, Lord God, we pray that you would bless those under the sound of our voices, that they would begin to embrace themselves with the spirit of self-love, that they would begin to walk away from being judgmental, speaking negative things about themselves, living in a chaotic way that you lord god would show them how to rise above these things and that they would reach out to miss reed and walk along with her to be able to unfold and unlock their potential and live at the level in which you knew they could live at before the foundation of the world now lord god we just thank you we bless you we give you the glory we give you the honor and we give you the praise that's due unto you. In the sound matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you I for having me. In, you're welcome and I will be in contact. Okay. Thank you. I have some people that I'm going to be sending your way. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank right. you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I am so excited once again to have had with me my special guest, none other than Ms. Anisha Reed, MSW, LLCSWA, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author, and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer. She currently resides in the beautiful city of Raleigh, North Carolina with her two children reach out to her on the links that are listed in the bottom of the podcast description. Once again, I am Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, your Lotus Flower podcast host, coming to you from actually the beautiful city of Fairfax, Virginia. My young adult children and I are visiting over the holiday weekend here um, as we explore the Washington, D.C. area and some of the Smithsonian museums, looking forward to actually spending a wonderful, restful, extended weekend away from the hustle and bustle of life, as Ms. Reed shared about self-love pouring into ourselves. And that is okay to do. The Lotus Flower Podcast. We are a podcast that is a biblically based platform that actually gives African American people and others that care about the African American voices an opportunity to express themselves and have a platform to share their stories of resiliency, of being able to 
float through life just like you're floating through life on a cloud, floating through life, knowing that with God, all things are possible, even if you run into life adversity. And I'm telling you, have a few birthdays and you will run into it. But even when you run through that life adverse situation, being able to bloom and blossom where you find yourself. The lotus flower, I always talk about that lotus flower, how it actually blooms and blossoms through this muddy, murky water. That flower, the seeds are planted underneath this water that's dirty, it's filthy, it's grimy, it's full of all types of debris. But the seed itself, the little seed, is able to germinate underneath all of that dirt, muck, mire, and is able to actually be fruitful to the point where it pushes through all of that adversity up, 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 up until it blooms into this beautiful pink and white flower. And when it blooms up out of that mud, muck, and mire, it comes out untarnished without any spots of dirt and mud all over it. Now, how could that be, you might say? Well, I'd like to liken that to the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of the believers. When the Holy Spirit is on the inside, I like to tell you that it is something on the inside that's working on the outside that's bringing about a change in your life. Oh, what a change, what a change, what a change in your life. The Holy Spirit on the inside will be able to help you to be equipped to push beyond life adverse situations. Yes, you got to go through it, but you can get through it and you can come out of that situation not even smelling like smoke, not even looking like what you've been through. Because with God, all things are possible. And the word of God tells us that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And that greater is he that's within me than he that is in the world. And I thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and his grace toward you all. Hold on to God's unchanging hand and you will win. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is your keeper. Thank you all for joining us over this beautiful 4th of July holiday weekend for the Lotus Flower Podcast. Streaming live on the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page and streaming live on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Also streaming on various audio platforms throughout the United States and into other countries. Be sure to like, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Each time you do so, you will never miss an episode because the episode will drop right in your inbox and you will always be able to watch and or listen at your leisure. Yes, once again, 
I am super excited to be with you once again, and we will be with you throughout the month of July as we are going to have a lineup of guests that are coming your way to share stories of resiliency, stories of power, stories of hope, stories of encouragement, and stories that will help you to live your best life. The Lotus Flower Podcast. Thank you so much. I pray that you will have a super amazing and wonderful rest of the day, evening, or afternoon, wherever you find yourself in your time zone. Once again, because we are airing all over the United States and into other countries, you just may be listening at three o'clock in the morning, even though I am here and it's only evening. You may be listening somewhere on the other side of the world, and it may actually be the evening, or it may actually be the morning, or it may actually be the afternoon. That's the miracle of being able to be in the virtual and audio spaces. Strategic ministry, being able to reach out all over the world. Have yourself, once again, an amazing rest of the day. And I will look forward to seeing you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live. The Dr. Pamela Robinson.
Good evening, and welcome once again to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I am super excited once again to have you with me in the virtual space and in the audio spaces for the Lotus Flower Podcast. We all know that this weekend we are celebrating Independence Day better known as the 4th of July, for those of you that are listening in other countries. We're celebrating Independence Day on Tuesday, July 4th. We are so excited once again to be able to begin the month of July with another special guest for the Lotus Flower Podcast. You know that you all joined us all the month of June as we celebrated fathers, especially African-American fathers, African-American men, leaders, mentors, entrepreneurs, and the episodes were actually in the honor of my late husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr. And so we are so excited to be to be able to come back once again to start off the month of July with a very special guest on the Lotus Flower Podcast. My cousin, Ms. Monica Sanders, introduced me to this wonderful young lady that's on the podcast this evening. She said that they worked together in Florida and she was so impressed with her work and so impressed with her personality, with her character, work ethic, and just who she was as a professional. She said, you got to reach out to her and see if she may want to come on the podcast because you all have something in common. You both are mental health clinicians, both master's level mental health clinicians. And she said she happens to live right there in Raleigh in the same city that you have transplanted to from Michigan. So I said, I've got to reach out to her. And I did. And when I did, I was just as impressed as my cousin Monica has been with my guest. My special guest this evening is none other than Ms. Anisha Reed, MSWLCSWA. She is she is a licensed clinical social work associate, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author and publisher, podcaster and energy healer currently resides in North Carolina with her two children. She earned a bachelor's degree in social work from Saw University and a master's degree in social work from Barry University. Ms. Reed enjoys working with individuals at every stage of life. She strands behind every individual as they identify and work through turning over the perception of inferiority, brokenness, self-doubt, and mistrust. Ms. Reed enjoys assisting individuals with self-growth and learning techniques to continue through life adversities. She believes in the power of self. Ms. Reed says that what we need can be found within us. All that we need can be found within us. She assists her clients and rediscovering their inner power and showing up as their authentic self. 
unapologetically. Ms. Reed believes that your mind, body, and soul are properly aligned when you are healthy, well, and healed inside. Then what's inside begins to show up on the outside. Be sure to reach out to Miss Reed on her website and through her YouTube and through her podcast channel, as well as through her email. I will include these links at the bottom of the podcast description. Now, as a therapist, she creates a safe and non-judgmental space. Ms. Reed has experience in cognitive behavioral therapy, person-centered planning therapy, and family-centered approach therapy. She stands in the fight with her clients as they gain strength and getting back up and starting life again. Reach out once again to Ms. Reed and be sure to watch, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Once again, I am super excited to welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast, my special guest, none other than Aisha Reed, MSW, LSCWA, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author, and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer, the Lotus Flower Podcast. Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast, Miss Reed. Good afternoon. Yes. yes, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. And I'm so happy that you said yes when I reach out to you. Yes. To be a part of this. Yes. And as I read over your bio, you've done so many things with your life and over the span of your career. Can you tell us why did you choose the field of social work? I chose social work because I always wanted to be in a position to give back um, the things that were given to me. So I felt like when it comes to social work, it doesn't matter what you do, you're always giving back. So it was my passion and to be able to actually work in your passion um, was an absolute blessing. And I just continued to do so, continued to grow, and just branched off in different avenues. Yes. And when you say the things that were given to you, you wanted to get back to those those things. What are some of the things that, that were given to you that you felt like you wanted to give back to others? So when I was, I want to say when I was a child, um, I pretty much had a, a rough childhood. And then during those times of in my childhood, I actually had a social worker myself. And my social worker, even though she did not know at the time, um, she actually was my person. So for me, she was like the consistent person who checked on me and who showed up for me. And for me, in those times, that was a big thing. So I began 
to seek out social work. And uh, my first jobs were working with at-risk youth, working with youth who needed that um, extra support, that extra attention, that extra, that oomph is in, you got this and you will be okay. That's excellent. So you took what was given to you and you poured back into others. Yes. Yes, that is such such a blessing, such a blessing. And thank the Lord for that social worker, which you said was your person. And when you say your person, tell me what you mean by your person. So what I mean by your person when it comes to um, her, I would say that even though, you know, they have to, you know, we have to go to the home and we have to ensure that safety is um, implemented, I felt like regardless of my pushback that I gave her, the times where I didn't even want to meet her <laughs> because I didn't want to answer all her questions, she still showed up for me regardless of, you know, how I was, my attitude at the time, me being a rebellious child. So yes. her, her showing up despite how I was and despite everything else, she was there. That's good. Now, how do you actually do that for your clients? How do you become their person? So for me, um, because it is a passion, I don't really look at it as a job. I look at it as it's my passion to be able to walk with you through your journey, to be able to identify, you know, what is the root cause of situations and be able to stand behind you as you process and, and you go through it because healing and peeling back layers that you suppress is not a comfortable thing. And it's also not an easy thing either but for them to be able to know that I am there and that I can support them. And a lot of times in your journey, you feel alone, but you're not really alone. There, there is somebody that's always rooting for you, whether you can see or hear them or not, they're there. Yes. And that person is you in the lives of so many people now that you work with as a clinical therapist. Yes. And think, yes. And thank you for that. What's the age group that you work with? Um, I work with um, children, adolescents, adults. I work with all. Okay. Do you have a favorite population that you prefer over the over another or all of them? Well, you know, I'm not going to just say, but you know, we all have our, <laughs> but no, not really. Um, honestly, I enjoy working with, working with everybody, wherever they are at. Um, I feel like I can understand because, you know, I once was a child, so I can understand this. Um, I once was a teenager, so I can understand this. And being through a lot of things in life, even with adults, I can understand, you know, where they are. And I'm able to show up and be there, but also, you know, hold their hand as they go through, you know, their process of rediscovery and healing and being able to show up for themselves. Yes, ma'am. Now, now, how would you um, actually work with someone that's resistant, that, that is, has that chip on their shoulder, and they say, I don't need this. This is not for me. How do you work with them and actually get them to actually work with you? So I would say it depends on the setting. I will always try. But um, when it comes to healing, like, you can't really force it. But I also I will always try to, you know, show up. I will always try to be supportive. My thing is when I have a client that's like that, 
I always let them know that regardless of how little or how much they give, um, I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to be right here. And when you're ready, like, I'm here. But I also would try my best to connect with them on different things that they like. I may ask a bunch of questions about self, you know, discovery or just to be able to find out what they like, what they don't like, and try to connect with them on a different level than it always have to be like on a trauma sense. That's good. That's great. Because we know so many people are, are dealing with trauma from their childhood. We know as clinicians, it starts from childhood, that seed. And it goes all throughout our adult life. And those things that happen in childhood, if they're not dealt with, they're going to actually color our entire lives. Is that is that correct? Correct. It is. Um, our childhood is our first form of relationships. So this is how we learn how to bond with others. Um, and a lot of us, even if we don't want to, we mimic our childhoods without even realizing because it becomes a norm. That's right. That is so true. That's a good nugget. So if someone is listening and watching, to be able to take that upon themselves and realize that you've got to reach out and get the help. We go around that same tree over and over and over again, just around that same tree. And we wonder, why are we stuck here? Here I am, 59, 79, 99, on the continuum. And I'm still dealing with the same issue. It's because it's actually rooted in something that happened in childhood that we need to go back and explore and get the help. And for people that look like us, black and brown people, oftentimes we shy away from therapy. We think that it means we're crazy, but it doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're healthy and that you want to be whole. And so I'm encouraging you, and I'm sure Ms. Reed would encourage you to reach out and get the help. Yes. And I want to commend you once again on your years of working with people that are courageous enough to get the help that they need. Now, when I spoke with you, I said you had so many going on, wonderful things that are happening um, in your professional life as a mental health therapist, as self-love coach, an author and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer. Now, I am definitely aware, familiar with most of the titles here, but I'm not familiar with what an energy healer is. So can you tell us mm -hmm. what is an energy healer? So it's um, it's a Reiki practitioner, um, one and two. <clears throat> so what I do is um, I have a client fill out a form and they just let me know, you know, basic things that are going on in their life. Um, then they consent. And as long as they agree, um, I do distance with on a computer. And it's kind of like realigning your chakras, being able to know um, which chakra is off. Um, I can I can sense it through um, levels of temperature. For me, um, I'm able to tell by the sensation in my hands. Mm -hmm. So would they have to be present with you to do this, or would it have to be? Oh, can it be virtual? It can be virtual. Um, I do ask them, like, normally they turn their computer off so I can, you know, focus, I can concentrate, I can pray. And then I'm able to 
let them know at the end, like, this is what I gathered. This is some things, you know, like you can do. Um, these are things that you can work through. Maybe sometimes you are suppressing things and you don't really understand or know why you're suppressing them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what we suppress in our minds show up in our body. Yes. So like if, if we're suppressing a lot, then we may have headaches or, mm -hmm. you know, we may have back aches and we're not understanding like why we are in pain. But for me, I'm able to to channel that for you. And then we're able to to work through that. But I also will work through it with my coaching unless somebody only wanted just the actual. Then I can let them know this could be the areas that, you know, you can work on. That's that is excellent. And it's called and you say that you say Reiki, Reiki who can you pronounce? Reiki practitioner. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to have a special uh, training for that, a certification yes. for that? Yes. Well? So, um, mm -hmm. it is a certification process you have to go through. Um, mm -hmm. it pretty much it's like a it's an all day thing. So, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. You work with a master level, and they walk you through everything. Also, it's reading materials. It's like a course class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And um, when working with with uh, your clientele. How do you get your uh, re referrals uh, for people that might want to reach out if there are people in the triangle area that are listening or watching and they may want to seek out a therapist that offers something like you said, because some therapy places don't offer a variety of different uh, clinical uh, packages? So for me, um, my social media is I am Anisha Reed on Instagram and on Instagram, people can send me a message. I also have a link for my email. It's aligned with Nisha um, at Gmail. They can also email me and we can set up a, a consultation. I call it a discovery call where, you know, I figure out your basic, you know, your needs that you're needing and just work with you through. This is what I offer. This is what I do. And how some things are separate, but I offer them all. And what forms of payment do you accept? So I would say PayPal. Okay. Right at the moment. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. And then also, I read that you are an author and a publisher. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about those things. So currently, I have um, Anxiety and Depression workbook um, on Amazon. I also have a Self Discovery workbook on Amazon. I also have one for men that's on Amazon. And I also have my own publishing company called Let the Ink Speak Publishing LLC. They spaced out of Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's just, at the moment, it's me and my editor. And what we do is, you know, we have a consultation. Everybody's on, has a story to tell, but we figure out your voice and what you want to be put out there. And we work with you um, as to be able to publish you know, what you want the world to know. And it don't always have to be, you know, trauma. It can be, um, it can be anything really that you want to share with other people because a lot of things can be learning tools as well. That's excellent. That can be reframed into a learning tool. So if I had um, a life where I experienced, um, I maybe, and I have not experienced this, but for example, if I had a life where I experienced a lot of trauma, and uh, trauma as a kid growing up. And I was not able to get beyond that. Every time I got into a relationship, you know, it could even be a work relationship. 
I would start off having a wonderful relationship with my employer and my coworkers and all. And then maybe two weeks in, I would create something that would make things chaotic, that would make things full of friction and make things tense, even though the environment probably was conducive to being positive. But I show up with my stuff that's laying dormant and it gets triggered. And then my whole atmosphere turns just turns very negative and I blame it on others, but it's actually me because it's the, that trauma from my childhood. So are you saying that you're able to take that after listening to a person's story, maybe point them to what that is that's mm -hmm. causing that friction to reoccur in every area of their life, the showing up at church. I'm singing in the, on the choir. I can't even be on the choir because I get in there and I just make a mess of things. I'm fighting with the director. I'm cussing folks out in the church house and all of that. So you saying that that somebody who's listening or watching, you might be able to help them deal with that, the slaying doormat. Yes, a lot of people have misplaced anger and they think mm -hmm. they are upset with certain things, but it's really something else that they are not um have either they're not healed from or they're trying to suppress. And a lot of times we project the anger out on people that are closest to us because they are the most present people. That's but right. in reality, um, we may be angry about something that happened that we never told anybody about or That's something right. that we have not fully been able to, you know, process ourselves or understand ourselves. So we lash out at other people. So most definitely, like I'm able to pay attention and I'm able to, to listen and I'm very like in tune, like when my clients do talk, I want them to know that um, they are being heard because a lot of people mm -hmm. feel like they can talk, but people aren't listening, but I'm listening. Mm -hmm. and That's I'm going, good. Yeah. That's good. And I can sense that about you, that you are, you'll be right there, as you said in your bio, walking right along with them, listening in the trenches, understanding, lived experience as well as professional experience. That and culturally relevant experience. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And uh, now tell us a little bit more about your self-love coaching business, which is the title of our episode, mm -hmm. Self-Love. Well, for me, um, I had my own struggles with self-love. So I got into the idea, I pondered on the idea for like a year. Um, I'm not impulsive, so I actually okay. take my time. I think about things. <laughs> And I decided that I see a lot of, you know, lack in self-love when it comes to individuality. And I also saw it a lot within myself. And I was able to discover a lot of things about myself, you know, through self-love mm -hmm. and being able to change things like in a positive way um, mm -hmm. to be like my authentic self and being okay with being that person. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And then how did that become an actual uh, business for you? Knowing that you discovered all of that, how did it, you actually birth that into an actual business endeavor? So um, I ended up finding a program called um, The Self-Love Lifestyle. I followed it for probably like six months um, just to make sure they didn't align with um, myself, like my values and mm -hmm. and make sure that it was okay for me. And so I decided to join 
So in doing the process, you know, I learned a lot. And then at the end, you know, I'm certified. And then being mm-hmm. certified, I being I was able to implement some of my work, um, even working with any client, actually, like not just in coaching, to be able to pull that self-love out of them, which is not easy, knowing, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we just were never taught, you know, self-love. Mm-hmm. It's not no, it isn't easy. And as I was reading on your um on your LinkedIn profile, I was so impressed by your uh what you said that you were going to be doing for the month of July. That you're going to be, if you can tell us a bit about it, for the month of July, you're going to be doing something centered around self-love. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that and what the title was? I don't want to give it away. I want you to share it with <laughs> yourself. Okay, so for the month of July, um, I had a challenge where I wanted people to write a love letter to themselves every day for the month of July. And I wanted them to remind themselves of who they are and what they are. I wanted them to apologize for how they felt like they had mistreated themselves along the way. Um, apologize for the negative self-talk that they have given themselves. Mm-hmm. And how they're going to continue to show up for their self moving forward from the day that they choose to write the letter. But also being able to write how you're going to show yourself, you know, love and respect and loyalty. But remember who you were before the pain, okay. whether it's a him or her, like mm-hmm. go get that person. Because, you know, yes. we, we all been through things in life that keeps us stuck sometimes in moving forward. But we can go back and get that person before then and walk them through mm-hmm. walk them through this. And when you start pouring into yourself every day, you will see the changes. Oh, I love that, Anisha. I just love it. To go back and get that person. Mm-hmm. So if myself was back there, was hurt, broken, misused, rejected, abused, all that, my little self is still back there. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to go back and get that person and bring them back up mm-hmm. to where I am to make myself whole. Yes. I lo- oh, I just love that. I can, I'm a visual person. I can mm-hmm. let's see that happening mm-hmm. and all. And that's, now that is true healing. Yes. That is true healing. I could dress up. I could dress it up. Good girl. Mm-hmm. We can dress it up. We can put the nails on. Yeah. We can put our mm-hmm. hair on. We can put our weave on, front lace on. We can put, yes. our, we can put our extensions in. Hey man, you could put your, Calvin Klein shoes on, wear your fine suit, your nice brim hat. You can dress up on the outside, but the inside is what matters. That little boy, you're 60 years old, but that little boy on the inside of you, he's broken still. Mm-hmm. He's crying out. He's afraid. He needs help. He needs to reach back, like Miss Anisha said, mm-hmm. to reach back and get him and bring him up to the present day so you can be whole. That makes so much sense. I appreciate you sharing that. And as I reached out to you, I said, when we talk about the topic of self-love today in our season of season episode three, and we're on season number 19, uh, the title being self-love, I said, let's talk about five points that we could share with our listening and our, our listening audience and those that are watching And one of the points that you wanted to share with us was understanding the concept of self-love. So why don't you expound a bit on that particular uh, point 
today, Ms. Reed? So self-love is all about having a healthy and fulfilling relationship with yourself. Um, it involves having appreciation and acceptance of who you are, recognizing your worth and your value as a person, being able to prioritize your well-being, your happiness, and learn how to embrace like your whole self, including your strength, your weaknesses, and your imperfections. So for me, um, when I work with my clients, I do a lot of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. So it begins with accepting yourself for who you are without judgment, without comparison of others, because we live in a society where social media is a big influence. And mm -hmm. because of that, we tend to do a lot of comparison, not knowing what those people had to do to get to where they are. And also, mm -hmm being able to understand that we're only seeing a piece of people that they want us to see That's and not right. really what goes on you know with people mm -hmm. but to be able to accept like your strengths um as well as your unique qualities about yourself mm -hmm. and being exactly. able to, and being able to what i'm sorry being able to um try not to conform your uniqueness with other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. I like that. So do not conform your own uniqueness mm -hmm. with other people's expectations. And when we when we don't allow that to happen, then we can fly high. There is no limit because it isn't based on what somebody else's perception is of mm -hmm. my uniqueness. I am not cut the same out of the same cloth as Miss mm -hmm. Reed, even though we're both, we are both mental health professionals. We're both African-American women. We share some of the same stories. I, I, if I would talk to her a bit more, I'm sure we could have some very similarities, but that doesn't mean we're the same people and that we are a monolith. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we think that certain people are the same. If I wear my hair this way, and if I speak this way, and if I live over this way, then that means that I'm going to be the same as someone else from my culture. But we are not a monolith. We are unique. We are different. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to be afraid to be unique and to be different. That's where the healing comes in at and the mm -hmm. concept of self-love and understanding yeah. the concept of self-love. Mm -hmm. Now, as we go further and we talk about the importance of self-love for personal growth, Let's uh, have you expound a bit on, on that and why is it important to have self-love for personal growth, Ms. Reed? Because it, 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 um, most importantly, like it enhances your self-confidence and your belief in your own abilities. When you will love and accept yourself, you develop a sense of worth and trust within yourself. And this will give you confidence and the confidence will empower you to pursue your goals. And a lot of times we get stuck because we don't want to embrace the challenge, but it allows you to embrace challenges and step outside of your comfort zone. It causes you to be resilient. Um, it acts as a buffer during difficult times. It allows you to bounce back when you have a setback and you get to learn from your failures and you get to maintain a positive outlook on life and pretty much what's happening because we'll get stuck on a mistake and not understanding that when we have mistakes in life, um, we can use those as learning opportunities. We can also you be able to do something again. It gives you the opportunity to do it again, just in a, a do, yes. a do over. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. that's good. 
and there are there are opportunities, like you said, for personal growth when we go through situations that seem so our backs against the wall and we're never going to move forward and get out of that dark spot. And also, I want you to talk to a lady, the lady that's listening here here on today, a lady that's watching on here today. When you would listen, if they're listening today, will you encourage that lady or even that man that they can grow out of that negative situation? I want you to just, um, we're going to come off script and we're going to just give you okay. a moment to speak to them as if they were sitting right in front of you, Ms. Reed. So when it comes to um, going through things in life and feeling like you have failed um, or that you have made a mistake, but we did not learn unless we made mistakes. Because if right. it never had happened, um, we would not have known what to do or what not to do. So to be able to really give yourself self-forgiveness when it comes to um, situations, which is very important, because you can't forgive other people who have done things to you, but it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. But mm -hmm. when we put ourselves in position to have that self-forgiveness, uh, we kind of free the weight of the burden and even the guilty aspects of the situation mm -hmm. um, to be able to grow because it, mistakes do help us grow. And it, like I said, it gives you a do-over to do something different. Even if you choose not to do it, you're still able mm -hmm. to learn something from that situation and you can carry it on. You can sometimes we go through things to teach other people. Mm -hmm. So you can also give it to other people as well. And I would say, too, a lot of times we have a hard time when we are faced with things or when we are upset, um, having those positive dialogues with ourselves. We tend to talk very negative and very down and put ourselves in situations um, where we start feeling down or even depressed at times. But if you're able to replace that self-criticism with something positive, and self-encouragement, even positive affirmations, and being able to challenge your negative thoughts and beliefs about yourself with a more supportive inner dialogue. Because if you think about, even think about telling yourself something as simple as, um, I'm stupid. If you tell yourself that, you're going to believe it. Then you're going to start behaving like it. Then you're going to start acting like it. But if you flip it and turn it into something positive, you can even an affirmation, like I am smart. And you start telling yourself that and you pour it into yourself until you start believing it and then you keep going. So that's pretty much like what you have to do when you challenge life with a lot of negative thinking and the ways to keep growing and, and keep going and keep pushing yourself and embracing your authenticity as a person that encourages you to express your true self well, you can't let go of fear of judgment and rejection. Mm -hmm. and being That's excellent. Yeah. Honor yourself. <laughs> That's excellent. And I say, I hear you saying uh, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. How often should a person actually uh, repeat positive affirmations to themselves? I would say that um, it depends on the person. I feel like... Um, Routines, daily routines are, are good to have and give you things to look forward to, um, whether they're a morning routine or whether they're a night routine, just depends on the person. Um, 
for me, um, affirmations are a daily thing. I make sure that um, I pour into myself every single day. So I feel like if a person needs it, then, you know, if you can give it to yourself and you can fill your own cup, then you are most definitely able to fill someone else's cup. That's excellent. That is just excellent. And I want you to know that I I practice this myself. I get up I get up in the morning with a positive attitude and I say positive things to myself. I love uh, the scripture. So I actually have scriptures that I that I actually repeat on a regular basis. Even if I don't speak them out, I'm thinking them out. That I'm thinking I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me that greater is he that's within me than anything in the world. You know, I tell myself these things. I tell myself that I'm, that I am not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities Mm -hmm. and wickedness and in these high places that my weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, you know, yet and still. And he gives us the ability to reach out beyond, you know, our, our faith and beyond our, um, you know, the scripture and all, the Lord actually gives us people like you. He gives us other things to do coupled with the scripture to undergird things so that we can be positive. He might even, he's created this beautiful nature. I'm looking out my window here at the hotel I'm in, this beautiful trees out and trails. And the Lord created this for us to get out and enjoy because it helps with our mental health. It helps us to maintain that positivity that I, that you're, you and I are speaking about. Yeah. So you don't have to have like a million dollars in order to be happy and actually produce happiness in your life. It could be something very simple that brings happiness, especially writing out those affirmations and posting them mm-hmm. on your wall. You get up in the morning, right in front of your head, Face, you'll see I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me a big sign right there that you can repeat is that correct I see you shaking yes. your head mm-hmm. yes and it works yes it works it works so what are the benefits of self-love Miss Monica I'm sorry Miss Reed what are the benefits of self-love um one it enhances your emotional well-being by fostering a positive relationship um, within yourself. And when you love and accept who you are, you experience greater self-esteem, greater self-worth, and self-compassion, which reduces the feeling of anxiety, reduce the feeling of depression, and even self-criticism, including emotional resilience. And to me, when I think about emotional resilience, it's like letting go of the things that we have no control over being able to know like i can control this so i can only do what i can but i can't control this so i need to put this down and also um it helps with your relationship with others um establishing healthier boundaries being able to communicate your needs more effectively um attract even attracting healthier connections by respecting yourself and also the spaces that you create and that they have mutual respect and support. Um, another benefit is it boosts your self-confidence and belief in your abilities related to greater self-assurance for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you said the spaces that we create, expound a bit on 
how do how does a person actually create a space for themselves? What do you mean by that? And how does that happen? So when I think of creating space, um, for me, peace is the first thing that comes to mind. So the people that we choose to engage with and the things that we choose to do, um, that's all on us. Um, mm -hmm. We have the ability, like if you don't like drama, why would you associate with a bunch of drama? Is being able to eliminate the things that um, that you feel like as a person that are not helping you grow. So you mm -hmm. have to create spaces for yourself that can that can help you grow as a person as an individual it doesn't matter if it's um mental growth physical growth um spiritual growth um emotionally growth uh, i would say i can give an example of creating a space um even though i just talked about you know the drama mm -hmm. so if you are in situations that make you uncomfortable you don't have to be in those situations mm -hmm. You can remove yourself from those situations. You can voice being uncomfortable. And this goes with creating those connections with people that give you mutual respect and mutual understanding. Then they will understand, like, I'm uncomfortable. So she needs her space right now. And that should be okay, especially for people that are supportive of you. That's good. And so if, if someone has been raised in an environment where this was never modeled for them. It was never showed to them how to create their space, how to create a space of peace. Mm -hmm. That my mama, not my mother, however, someone's mother mm -hmm. may have been a substance abuser, may have been a woman that really had a hard time maintaining a job, maintaining relationships, had men in and out of the house all the time the kids saw this going on. They never saw anyone modeling how to create a space of peace and self-love. And so that very person may show up at your office and say, I can't grasp this. How am I going to do this? You don't know where I came from. You don't understand what I'm going through. This sounds like hocus pocus to me, something like I'll never be able to grasp and apply that happens if someone came at you that way and someone is listening right now right in ecclesiastes chapter nine it tells us there's nothing new under the sun so i believe there's someone listening and or watching that actually is going through this so if that's happening how you how are you going to talk to them miss reed to let them know that no i'm not just talking a bunch of hocus pocus this is real you can come up out of that environment that you're living in right now that's so negative now speak to us on on that it seems difficult but we know that it, it isn't mm -hmm. and it's interesting um <clears throat> that you brought it up because a lot of households <clears throat> whether there's substance abuse or abuse you get used to that type of environment so when we have red flags we are they ignored their red flags because they are used to that type of environment yes so what i would do i would go over what red flags are and also what green flags are so you can understand okay. the dynamics of a healthy environment versus unhealthy environment and also mm -hmm. be able to work through 
the red flags so you can understand and know like why this is not healthy instead of just telling you like this is bad I can actually process with you why this is not healthy and how this can affect you and how it probably has affected you and this is the reason why you have overlooked those things but just to be able to work through um even understanding healthy relationships healthy interactions as well as being able to understand boundaries Mm -hmm. that's just excellent so you would point out to that person that was so resistant and all they saw was this negative stuff in front of them and it's true Mm -hmm. i'm not minimizing what you're going through whomever's listening or watching it is so true it is but just because it's true that doesn't mean that is where you got to stay and you got to live. I heard Miss Reed say, and I'm a witness, <laughs> that you get comfortable sometimes living yeah. in chaotic environments. Mm-hmm. But however, Miss Reed said the way she'll help you and that she does help is she identifies a red flag. She identifies a green flag. A red flag is are those negative things that are happening. Those green flags are those healthy things that should be or maybe happening you just don't recognize. So she's going to help you to identify those things. And then she's going to help you to walk through getting yourself healthy and walk through your process of self-love. Now, that is the type of therapist that I would sign on with if I, and I do have a therapist. However, it's related to my grieving process. My husband transitioned seven months ago unexpectedly of stage four lung cancer. So I reached out and got myself a therapist. Yes. Yes. That I see on a weekly basis to help process that. Does it mean that I'm crazy? Does it mean that I'm weak? Does it mean that I cannot control my own life? Because yes, I do a very good job. Yes. Living life. However, there are times in life that we all need some help. And this is one of those times that I have gotten the support that I need. And I'm so grateful. Also, I want you to go into a bit of telling us about how do we develop self-awareness? I talked to you about, and the the audience just then about being aware that I needed someone Mm -hmm. to take me further than I could take myself and also coupled with my faith Mm -hmm. and my church family and pastor and whatnot. I needed someone to walk me a bit further down my lane of, going through the grief process, self-awareness is what I call it. So how does one develop self-awareness, Ms. Reed? Um, I would say a big one is, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to practice mindfulness. Um, and mindfulness is being able to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> oh, pay right. attention to the present moment without judgment. Um, reflect on your values and your beliefs and what truly matters to you consider what brings you joy um what inspires you and as well as your core principles in situations um regularly regularly set aside time for self-reflection um i do journaling journaling allows you to you know reflect on your experiences your emotions um you can identify your patterns um as well as your behaviors if you actually go back and read some of your journaling, um, this allows you to see what drives you, whether that's a positive drive or a negative drive, and then you're able to make the um, the change that's necessary if any change is needed. And you also get to identify and 
challenge limited beliefs that you have about yourself and being able to conform negative thoughts into positive more positive thinking and a lot of times this comes from past experiences or society in general general being able to challenge them by questioning them and their truth like is how i feel about myself a fact or am i basing upon my fear and basing upon me overthinking and being able to put it into a positive affirming perspective for myself and i would say a a big thing with developing self-awareness would be surround yourself with supportive people um have supportive relationships people who are able to accept you and appreciate you for who you are and encourage your growth um having real connections with others that can provide a safe space for you to explore and express your true self um a lot of times we have people in our circle but we don't really feel like that they are true companions we feel like we can only tell them a little bit at a time and not fully you know be honest but being able to identify different people and put them in different categories but also being able to have true connections is also a good thing said having those true connections mm -hmm. in our lives when you say true what is the difference between someone that's a true connection <laughs> and someone that we might think is a true connection but they really aren't how am i going to identify that first of all i will say you can pay attention to how vulnerable you are with that person okay. um, are you really able to open up and express like this is what i'm really feeling this is what i'm really going through or are you going to make it kind of like a surface level situation where every time somebody's like how are you you're like oh i'm fine i'm doing good but on the inside you're falling apart okay. and you haven't found that person to be able to be like i'm having a rough time i'm sad i'm thinking about this i have that going on it's, it's just that person that you're able to go to without looking at them is if i go to them i'm going to be a burden because a lot of people do that too they feel like i'm going to be a burden so i'm not going to say anything but people that support you will never look at you as a burden they realize yeah. that we all go through life and that we all go through things and that we all need somebody sometimes mm -hmm. that's good and another thing you did point out is you said journaling you said when we journal we can actually track the patterns that may be occurring throughout our lives that pointing us into what is going on. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit more about the importance of, of journaling and being able to recognize those patterns that you spoke about. So journaling gives you um, opportunity to have a self-reflection of yourself. Um, a lot of times when you journal, um, you reflect on your actual experience mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a deeper type of connection because you're actually able to be more expressive with yourself because it's just you and your journal. Yes. Okay. So when you actually go back and look at your journal, you're able to see, um, am I having patterns of behavior that, are, that is negative? Am I allowing other patterns of behaviors that are, that are negative? Or am I at a place where I'm actually pouring, you know, like positivity and I'm accepting being positive because we even have a hard time with that sometimes depending on what we have experienced and the things that we've been through sometimes we push back positive people and positive things because it's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable 
but you'll be able to look back at that and see for yourself um what you actually have going on what do i need to change um and it's really not all about changing yourself but really passing the behavior to make you the most healthiest person that you can be so you can show up as your best authentic self that's excellent that's excellent i like how you said about that sometimes even when a positive person might come into our lives we're so used to those negative people and negative things that sometimes we might repel that person and actually mess that up self-defeating behaviors yes but that's where it comes from developing that self-awareness back again with mindfulness and journaling and working with the therapist now tell us about the importance once again of embracing self-acceptance mm -hmm. so um really overcoming self-judgment and embracing self-acceptance becoming aware of your inner critic um the voice inside your head that often judges and criticizes you and notice the negative self-talk and the patterns and the self-judgment that arise when you um have thoughts about yourself but understanding that this voice is not your true self and you can work towards detaching that voice from who you truly are. Because a lot of times that voice comes from a past experience and the fears that we have associated with experiences and things that we have been through. So you can ask yourself if the criticism is based on facts or if they are that's distorted negative beliefs or influences that I have created myself to protect myself from situations. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize that too, that sometimes we can create negativity, but we're doing it to protect ourselves. So I'm going to be, you know, macho and mighty, but I'm not really macho and mighty. I'm really soft on the inside and I'm a teenager, right. but <laughs> I've been through things and I just want to protect myself. Um, so being able to replace that with more passionate and compassion for yourself and positive self-talk and also gratitude a lot of times we we overlook gratitude we focus we don't focus on our strengths we don't focus on our accomplishments and positive aspects about ourselves so when you practice gratitude your knowledge and you appreciate like your unique qualities you appreciate your skills the progress you're made and also being able to identify the positives that, that you have in your life that you are overlooking because the negative thoughts override and take over. That's, a, that's amazing how that happens. It is so true. It's so true. Now, give us an example of negative self-talk and an example of a negative judgment that mm -hmm. someone may be listening and or watching that may be doing, but they don't realize that that is, is what they're doing. I would say um, I can use um, women, for example, not all, but some. You can get dressed in the morning, depending on where your mirror is, how your mirror is in your house, you can get dressed in. You may have a hard time like looking in the mirror because you may not like what you see. Or you can look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm fat, instead of embracing the fact that this is who I am right now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I can love me whether I'm a size 10 or whether I'm a size 20. Like, okay. this, this is it, you know? Yes, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes. So look in that mirror and embrace who you see yeah. in the mirror. So what about a negative judgment? What would that look like? 
I would say judging yourself like in a negative way for people who I would say feel like, oh, I can't never do anything right. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at it as I can't never do anything right, you can always look at it as what am I being taught in these moments? What can I learn in these moments and how can I use what I'm what I have been taught and what I'm learning into a more positive and productive experience for me? Because like we said earlier, if you did not have the experience, you wouldn't know like what to do. So now you know what to do. How can we look at it and do it different? And then you can really think about, well, what is working for me? What if right. I need to change what's not working? You can identify. Right what's not working and we can keep going with what's working and implement different changes to what is and we can we can keep moving we don't have to stay stuck stay stuck and a lot of times people stay stuck because they don't feel like that they can come out of situations but but we can that's that's that is just excellent but you've got to first of all embrace it mm -hmm. that's the big thing i'm embracing it now if you had to um Look back at a time in your life. I like to ask my guests sometimes this question, looking back at a time in their lives when they were at the age of 10, mm -hmm. just coming up, just learning about life, just getting their independence, think, thinking that they know about things, but really don't know anything, still a little kid. Yeah. Yet and still, if you had to say something to that 10-year-old little girl right now that would help her in her life what might you say to your 10 year old self right now miss reed for one um my 10 year old self i would embrace her i would hug her i would kiss her i would let her know how much i love her mm -hmm. and even though up until now life has been rough it's going to be some more things that you know you go through but at the end of the day, I got you. Mm -hmm. And no matter if I, you feel like I'm there or not, I will come back and I will get you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now, what would that do for that little 10-year-old child, your 10-year-old self? Mm -hmm. If you said those positive things to your 10-year-old self, what might that do for that 10-year-old person at that time? To ensure her that she is not alone, to ensure her that she is loved, to ensure her that she can smile and that she can be happy with what she has. Because mm -hmm. it, it's more great things to come, but you just can't see them right now. That's good. That's excellent. And now, if we've sped it on the way up to when you became an uh, 18-year-old and you're grown, well, we're supposed to be grown technically mm -hmm. and all, what would you say to your 18-year-old self? I would tell her... Um, that the next couple of years <laughs> will maybe a little rougher <laughs> than, <laughs> the, than the years um, previous. But to be able to let her know that, you know, she is an overcomer mm -hmm. and you will overcome many challenges mm -hmm. and, you know, life is going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, you're we're we going to make it through. And as long, we just want you to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. 
That's excellent. That's excellent. And now if we put it up to today, where you are today and whatever age you are now, mm-hmm. um, you're successful African-American woman, you're an author, podcaster, master's level clinician, have earned two degrees of podcaster, energy healer, self-love coach, analyst, and author, and a publisher, and own your own publishing company, I would say definitely a successful African-American woman. Mm -hmm. What would you say to yourself right now? I'm proud of you. (laughs) Everything you wanted, you went after, you accomplished. It didn't matter um, the time frame, but you got it done. Most importantly, you learn how to love yourself. Um, You have the gift to pour into others, to be able to connect with others and show love, which is the greatest gift God can give. So (laughs) that's excellent. That is just excellent, Ms. Reed. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience before we close that maybe you hadn't had a chance to share? Just if anyone wants to reach me, they can always um, email like we talked about before and align with Nisha at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on social media. I am Anisha Reed or my name, just Anisha Reed. You can search me. I will come up somewhere. Um, But it has been an honor and a pleasure speaking with you guys. And I appreciate having you here. And also with myself being a, a published author, I love writing and writing books and, and putting things out for others to really enhance their well-being. And now knowing that you have a publishing co- company and all, how would one reach out to you to if they're interested in writing a book and having it published, how might they reach out to you and your publishing company, Ms. Reed? Well, they actually can email me at LetTheInkSpeakPublishing at gmail.com. Um, or you can just look up the website, Let the Ink Speak um, Publishing. And it has a questionnaire where you want a consultation. Or you can just, if Align with Nisha is all you got, that's okay with me. You can reach out to me. Um, or if you follow me on any platforms, you can just let me know. I would be glad to, you know, have a consultation with anybody so they can, you know, be an artist to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And I believe that someone that is listening, will listen, that is watching or will watch are definitely going to be changed by what you sh- shared with us from the depths of your heart. Would you mind uh, dismissing us in prayer? At yes. This time? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to come together today. I hope we were able to touch somebody in a positive way, um, maybe heal somebody in just simple words. I pray everybody's travel today to be safe, everybody to get where they're going, and for everybody to let not their heart be troubled and find favor upon the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Father, we thank you once again for Miss Anisha coming down today onto the podcast, into the virtual space, into the audio space to share with our listening and or watching audience. We thank you that she is a woman that knows what it means to take life adversities and turn them around 
not only for herself and to build her own self up and her family and her generation and her kids and her network, but people that she doesn't even know that she's willing to reach out and help. And that shows that she's selfless. That shows that she cares. That shows that she's authentic. I thank you that you have blessed her beyond her own expectations, exceedingly and abundantly above all that she could ever ask or think. You have blessed her. I pray that you would continue to open doors of opportunity for Miss Reed. Continue to close the doors that do not need to be opened. Help her to walk in her newness in the next that you have for her. Thank you for her authentic self. Thank you that she is unapologetically, Lord God, a powerful African-American professional woman. Now, Lord God, we pray that you would bless those under the sound of our voices, that they would begin to embrace themselves with the spirit of self-love, that they would begin to walk away from being judgmental, speaking negative things about themselves, living in a chaotic way, that you, Lord God, would show them how to rise above these things, and that they would reach out to Miss Reed and walk along with her to be able to unfold and unlock their potential and live at the level in which you knew they could live at before the foundation of the world. Now, Lord God, we just thank you. We bless you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise that's due unto you. In the sound matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you I for having me. In, you're welcome, and I will be in contact. Okay, thank you. I have some people that I'm going to be sending your way. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay. Thank right. you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. I am so excited once again to have had with me my special guest, none other than Miss Anisha Reed. MSW, LLCSWA, mental health therapist, self-love coach, author, and publisher, podcaster, and energy healer. She currently resides in the beautiful city of Raleigh, North Carolina with her two children. Reach out to her on the links that are listed in the bottom of the podcast description. Once again, I am Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, your Lotus Flower podcast host, coming to you from actually the beautiful city of Fairfax, Virginia. My young adult children and I are visiting over the holiday weekend here um, as we explore the Washington, D.C. area and some of the Smithsonian museums looking forward to actually spending a wonderful, restful, extended weekend away from the hustle and bustle of life as Miss Reed shared about self-love pouring into ourselves. And that is okay to do. The Lotus Flower Podcast. We are a podcast that is a biblically-based platform that actually gives African-American people 
and others that care about the African-American voices an opportunity to express themselves and have a platform to share their stories of resiliency, of being able to float through life, just like you're floating through life on a cloud, floating through life, knowing that with God, all things are possible, even if you run into life adversity. And I'm telling you, have a few birthdays and you will run into it. But even when you run through that life adverse situation, being able to bloom and blossom where you find yourself, the lotus flower, I always talk about that lotus flower, how it actually blooms and blossom through this muddy, murky water. That flower, the seeds are planted underneath this water that's dirty, it's filthy, it's grimy, it's full of all types of debris. But the seed itself, the little seed, is able to germinate underneath all of that dirt, muck, mire, and is able to actually be fruitful to the point where it pushes through all of that adversity up, 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 up until it blooms into this beautiful pink and white flower. And when it blooms up out of that mud, muck and mire, it comes out untarnished without any spots of dirt and mud all over it. Now, how could that be, you might say? Well, I'd like to liken that to the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of the believers. When the Holy Spirit is on the inside, I like to tell you that it is something on the inside that's working on the outside that's bringing about a change in your life. Oh, what a change, what a change, what a change in your life. The Holy Spirit on the inside will be able to help you to be equipped to push beyond life adverse situations. Yes, you got to go through it, but you can get through it and you can come out of that situation not even smelling like smoke, not even looking like what you've been through. Because with God, all things are possible. And the word of God tells us that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And that greater is he that's within me than he that is in the world. And I thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and his grace toward you all. Hold on to God's unchanging hand and you will win. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is your keeper. Thank you all for joining us over this beautiful 4th of July holiday weekend for the Lotus Flower Podcast, streaming live on the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page and streaming live on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Also streaming on various audio platforms throughout the United States and into other countries. Be sure to like, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. 
each time you do so, you will never miss an episode because the episode will drop right in your inbox and you will always be able to watch and or listen at your leisure. Yes, once again, I am super excited to be with you once again, and we will be with you throughout the month of July as we are going to have a lineup of guests that are coming your way to share stories of resiliency, stories of power, stories of hope, stories of encouragement, and stories that will help you to live your best life. The Lotus Flower Podcast. Thank you so much. I pray that you will have a super amazing and wonderful rest of the day, evening, or afternoon, wherever you find yourself in your time zone. Once again, because we are airing all over the United States and into other countries, you just may be listening at three o'clock in the morning, even though I am here and it's only evening. You may be listening somewhere on the other side of the world and it may actually be the evening or it may actually be the morning or it may actually be the afternoon. That's the miracle of being able to be in the virtual and audio spaces. Strategic ministry, being able to reach out all over the world. Have yourself, once again, an amazing rest of the day. And I will look forward to seeing you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live. The Dr. Pamela Robinson 